Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Play ball! It's 30 with Murdy with your host, Sweeney Murdy. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. Today, a conversation about hitting with Chris Chambliss, who had an outstanding career as both a player and a coach. Chambliss played 17 years in the major leagues, six of those with the Yankees in the 1970s. He was Rookie of the Year with Cleveland in 1972, an All-Star with the Yankees in 1976, and that same year he hit his famous pennant-winning home run against Kansas City's Mark Littell in the ALCS at Yankee Stadium. Chambliss drove in 90 runs three straight years and won a gold glove for Yankee pennant winners, and he won a pair of World Series rings in 1977 and 78. He then won four more rings as Joe Torre's hitting coach with the late 90s Yankees dynasty. Chambliss also spent time as a major league hitting coach with the Cardinals, Mets, Reds, and Mariners. Hitting coaches don't seem to get much credit, but they certainly get a lot of blame when offenses go sour, just like they did with the Yankees and Mets in April, and many other places around the league too. So what does a hitting coach do when his team struggles? What's the proper way to handle a struggling player? And how has the changing game affected the role of the hitting coach? For answers to all those and more, here is my conversation with Chris Chambliss. Chris, the first thing I want to ask you is, when you look at the job of hitting coach now compared to what you did for so many years, how is it different? Is it more complicated or is it just using different tools and terminology for the same thing? To, to, to be honest with you, I'm not there, so I don't, I, <laughs> I, I'm not privy to exactly what they do but i do i do notice that uh almost every team now has a as an assistant hitting coach right which which uh would uh divide up a lot of uh of, of a hitting coach's duties you know because we we used to look at film that that work is divided up pretty pretty good now and and uh, and i know there's a lot of terminology that's different and a lot of uh some philosophies that are that are that are out there. I read about them. I, you know, I'm not I'm not in the cut cages, mm-hmm. so so I don't I don't know. Uh, but uh, you know, I know Marcus Timms. I, I've t- we've we've talked a lot uh, because we do fantasy, as you know, we do oh, fantasy sure. camps together yeah. sometimes. So we've had uh, some a few discussions. So I, I know he knows his stuff, and and uh, but you know, hitting is a, in my opinion, there's there just a lot of basic uh, things that. Um, that, that I kind of start with when, when I, when I'm doing hitting and I try to get that to the players 
and and then that that talent and that bat speed and all that stuff that goes along with major league um you know it's kind of fundamental major league hitters they're 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 a special group of guys it's just not it is not easy hitting is one of the hardest uh things to do in sports as you know mm-hmm. and and so there there's a certain talent that that those guys have to have to even get on a on a major league roster period and so uh so you kind of when you when you know that they have all that, then then you try to get them, you know, with the fundamentals and the basics, and I and I and I'm sure a lot of that's done in, in in the game today. Chris, let's let's get to something basic. A lot of people wonder, you know, what what is the hitting coach's job, you know, and and. When you watch a football game, it's easy to see what an offensive coordinator does, right? And when you see the plays being called and you see the guy with the headset on, um, a lot of times when we see the hitting coach, he's sitting in the dugout. Um, give me a, a feel for what the day is like. What, what is involved from the, time, you know, from the time your day starts throughout the game as a hitting coach? Okay, uh, well, we, I used to, you know, we get there. Uh, they're there pretty early, like, like all the other coaches. Uh, but uh, the hitting coach is um, <clears throat> one of his one of the first things that you're doing when you first get to the stadium. Of course, is is uh, is getting guys in the cage. The, the, and you don't. It's not that you have to drag them in there because they, the, the guys love to swing the bats, especially nowadays. They swing the bat way more than than I did as a player. And there, so so from from early afternoon all the way up until uh, it's time to get on the field to have batting practice. Uh, that hitting coach is in the cage. He's looking at films. He's studying um, uh, guys' swings. And to answer your question about what their job is, their job is to understand uh, each player's uh, strengths and weaknesses with their with their swing and their and what's going on with them because it it's it's not always the same every day. You know, as you know, like anybody else, yeah. a pitcher has his stuff one day and and another day he did, doesn't have quite enough stuff, so he has to learn how to pitch and all this stuff. Hitting is the same way. You know, you don't you don't always have that perfect swing, and and so the guys work on that stuff and they, and they and they're in the cage and they're looking at film. They're and they're and they're and and the hitting coach is studying their their uh, mechanics, and and so once they understand the uh, certain hitters' mechanics and and what makes them successful, then 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 you 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 use that information when 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 they're in there in the cage, and, and and another part of it, of course, is the mental part of it. You know, what are they thinking? You know, what what mood are they in, and that kind of thing. So there's a there's really a lot to it. Uh, a lot of guys have called it like a babysitting job because you know you're 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 dealing with major league talented players, but but there is a there. It's really important that those players know that somebody's watching what they're doing and 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 trying to help them be be the best hitter they can be. And throughout the course of the game, now you're talking about the idea of watching what those pitchers are doing. Not just a starting pitcher nowadays, because you're going to face maybe four different pitchers and four different bats, that kind of thing. So you kind of have to be attached to all of that data and know how the guys respond to that as well, right? That that is really important, uh, you know. And I know even when I was there, you know, the scouting reports and the and the information they have on 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 the pitchers that they're going to be facing is is just it's probably more unbelievable than than when I was there, you know, because they, you're right, they got everybody on film. Uh, if you're a, a veteran player, 
you've got film of when you faced that guy yep. a lot of times and you can study how he uh, he pissed you uh, all of that 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 that's a very huge uh, part of of the information that that hitters uh, can use to to make them better some of them want that information some of them know how to process it uh, there are there are other hitters that that don't want too much of that information because you can you can overload with 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 that especially nowadays with all the filming and stuff mm -hmm. but but there's a there's a certain definite benefit to to that knowledge uh but not all hitters really want that because they want to concentrate on on just you know what they have to do at at the plate but it but it's so important to know the pitchers and what they have and how hard they throw and and their the way they locate and how they pitch certain guys there, there's a lot of information there that uh, hitting coaches have to process and they don't always want to give all of that to every player but but they need to know it and then because when when it needs to be put out, they, they, they have to pull out that information. Yeah, that's part of the psychology aspect that you were talking about earlier, right? The mental aspect. I mean, there's a lot of this. It's, you know, trying to deal with each individual hitter in their own mental space at that moment, uh, whether yeah. they're hot, whether they're cold, versus how much information they can handle, how much they want, what's happening in their personal lives impacting what they're doing at work. You're dealing with a lot of different variables here that you have to not just be a technical coach but you've got to put the psychology you, you know you got to get the guy on the couch right every once in a while no doubt no doubt about it. there's a lot of psychology in in that you're you're right about that it's just you know it's because players you know especially when they're you know when they're not when they're what and i hate to use the word but they everybody uses it you're in a slump and you're yeah. not hitting so well and and all of a sudden, you think that in the middle, I, I don't belong in the big leagues. You, you know, they they can they can uh, get some some crazy thoughts in their head, and 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 those, it's very important for a coach to keep those guys positive and, and and moving in the right direction because it's like I said before, hitting is there's nothing harder in the, in all the sports than than to 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 make consistent contact with the baseball it's hard to do so let's talk about uh let me give you like a veteran player a, an accomplished player let's say an all-star caliber player who's in a slump how do you handle it and when's the right time to approach i remember don mattingly when he was a yankees hitting coach um talking about like watching a rod hit and the slump would go on for a little bit but you don't want to jump in right away you've got to pick your spot so in when you're watching, let's say again, an accomplished all-star caliber player, how long do you let it ride before you have to jump in and say, okay, let's try something else? Because you don't want to always be tinkering after every single out, right? No doubt about it. You can, you can over overdo that. Uh, first thing you need to know is is, is is if you're around this guy, and you are, if you're a hitting coach, you know, you've been to spring training with the, with, with the hitter and you, you, you know him, you know his swing, you know why he's successful. And, and so, first of all, you got to process all of that. And, and, and when you see something mechanically wrong or something that's, that's really off, off from, from uh, what, what he's has done when he's successful, then you, you need to get that information to him. Um, you know, you don't overload him with it, but you need, to, you need to say, man, you're pulling off the ball or, or you're doing whatever, whatever it is. And there's a hundred things that, that you can be, that, that can be going wrong. But, 
but mainly you want to you want to concentrate on, on what's going on. Sometimes guys are swinging really good, have a great swing, but they're just you know they're they're just not hitting the ball or or some there are there are a lot of slumps where you where you're hitting the ball hard and 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 you're hitting it right at people, and 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 you think you're doing something wrong, so you so they try to make adjustments. Uh, for something that they don't need to make adjustments for, mm-hmm. and so so you got to be careful with that too. But but to answer your question, you 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 you're, you're watching them. Uh, uh, it, it it's hard to say how long you wait, but but you don't want to wait too long. You want to, you want them to be successful. If they tr- if they trust you, you know they're going to kind of like discuss it with you while things are going on. You know this is this is happening. You know, and 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 that, that and that's so important in the game. If, if those hitters don't trust you, then then you're in a lot of trouble because then they're going to start talking to somebody else, and 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 you don't want you don't kind of don't want that to happen. Uh, so you 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 do approach them. You have to be careful. You can't go in there too strong, but at the same time, you can't be too meek to not to not say anything. It is true sometimes when there when there there's a temper. Uh, thing going on because some guys get madder than others, and and you need to uh, kind of like weigh weigh that um, that aspect of it because some some guys get over emotional and, and if you get over emotional too then 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 you've got you're fighting fire with fire and and that's bad news. So um, there is a there is a time to approach on on certain things if you see something wrong if you kind of know what we need to work on to get better. Uh, then, then that hitter is going to recognize that a hitter that uh, what you're talking about is a guy who's been in the game. He knows he knows what he's done. He's probably been in the slump before, mm-hmm. or, or you know, everybody has. Uh, but but uh, if you're not giving him the answers, and and you know, then then he's not going to trust you. You you know, and you may not have the right answer, but you at least got to be attentive to what's going on. I want to get back to that trust thing in a moment, but um, I want to backtrack a little to again the ins and outs of trying to uh, get to a hitter in in, a, in at the right time. I remember Alan Cockrell telling me when he was the hitting coach here that he would he would ask three questions, and if you couldn't answer yes to all three questions, then it wasn't time for him to intervene. And one was, did you recognize the pitch? Two was, was it a strike? And three was, were you on time? And if if you couldn't answer, you know, the right way to all of those, there wasn't anything he could do yet. Um, are those basically the key elements for you before you start to tinker more? Yeah, that uh, I I don't have a problem with those questions. Though those are very important. Um, pitch selection is so important at hitting, you know. Because uh, uh, most guys that are going through a rough time, you know, especially when they get frustrated, they are swinging at terrible pitches. You know, they're they're, they're trying to make it happen, and they're, and they're so anxious, and they they've got to swing their way out of it, and all that kind of stuff. And, and it is important uh, that one of those questions saying, you know, are you are you swinging at strikes? You mm-hmm. know, that that that's so huge, and and. Uh, and and so so I, I I like I like those questions. There's nothing wrong with them. I, I think that's a real good approach uh, to to find out. Listen, how, how are we going to fix something if, if if you're not swinging at pitchers in the strike zone? Yeah, you know because you a great swing doesn't hit every every single pitch. 
You know, it's 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 your pitch selection is is huge. All right, so let's get back to that uh, part about trust. How do you go about building trust with these guys, knowing that listen, it is a team sport, Chris, but these guys make money when they hit, and your job as a coach is to help them hit, and that's how they make money. You know, I mean, that's the basic idea. This here, they're going to trust people who will help their bottom line eventually. I think. Um, how do you go about building it? Well, if you're, you know, it's. It's just human nature. If you're if you're sincere and, and your and your um, attitude towards towards them is 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 solely for their success, you know they're going to read that. I mean, it's, we, I think a lot of us can read people whether they care about you or not, and uh, and, and so if you really care about the players and you study study their uh, their movements and the things that they need to do to, to be better. You're 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 ahead of the game because the players are going to trust you when they know that that you're sincere about making them better, and even even if it means finding information from other people that they've been around. I know I know in, in Major League Baseball you 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 get coaches that had them in the minor leagues yeah. that that had been around them longer than you, and 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 so you want to confer with those guys, and, and when a player sees that you're doing that and you're getting counsel from guys that have worked with them before. Uh, that that really means a lot with with trust, and the guy starts to trust you. Um, but if you're you're kind of selfish and 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 you're you, and like you say, you wait too long and you, and you don't give them the answers to hmm. to help them uh, get better, then 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 you you can you can lose them that way. And and so it's uh, I just think if you're honest and, and and want them to be the best, then then that's going to come out to the player, and that's where where the trust can 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 begin. Yeah, how how difficult can that be when guys start seeking out other coaches? I mean, it's a big organization. I think you had, you know, you dealt with that a little bit um, in 2000 with the Yankees. Um, you know, Derek Jeter had a relationship with Gary Denbo. Uh, and some other people in Tampa area did. Um, what was that like as far as just the idea of what you're talking about, trust and helping the player and trying to work together to get that done? Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I think, you hit the nail on the head as far as I'm concerned. Um, and, and I learned a lot after I left there or, or whatever, but I, I can't think of a more important thing for, for major league hitters, uh, a hitting coach to, to understand that player and to have a full communication with, with the people that have worked with him before. And, and, and that's, Something that I learned, uh, you know, after leaving the Yankees, he said, because I had been, I, I did hitting, coordinating, and, and and of course major league hitting. We go to spring training, and 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 you've got uh, maybe the AAA hitting coach, maybe you got the hitting coordinator. Uh, I take them guys out to dinner, and, and and we had a roster, and we went over every one of those players. So the, so whatever's going wrong with a player, uh, that hitting coach, the major league hitting coach. Should have, should have a full knowledge of of, of that hitter's past and the, and the things that to look out for uh, that that maybe he wasn't with him when when he was in Double A and that kind of stuff though that 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 communication is huge in in an organization and it's, and it, sometimes it's not always there yeah and and and, and when it's not then then uh, then you're going to get this situation where man I want I want to talk to my 
hitting guy I had an A ball, you know, he's really helping me. You know, how come that A ball coach hasn't talked to that major league coach, you know? Yeah. And 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 and, and so they understand what, what may be going on with them. So that so so if you part of a job of a hitting coach is to know all that stuff. He need, he he needs to know what his background was, who he's been with, sort uh, of so, so that he can get a a full understanding of, of where that player is. Do you recall that as being like in your personal experience, being a source of tension and friction, or was everybody kind of working for that same goal to get the hitter in the right spot? Oh, some it depends on where you've been. There's some guys. Uh, have that communication, and, and and some guys don't. I mean, like, like I said before, when I was in other organizations, and I was the major league hitting coach, and and I and there'd be spring training there, and I and I had major league hitters who, and 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 I've got hitting coaches who would, who had been with those guys for two, three, or four, and five, even more years. You know, I'm I'm discussing with those guys. I'm 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 trying to understand. You know where that hitter is, so I can help him. And so um, that that's prevalent in some organizations, and it may not be in others. It, just, it, it depends on the personnel. Where where did you find when a relationship? You know, the the Mets just fired Chili Davis um, yeah, and their assistant Tom Slater, and you know you, you worked with Chili as a hitter. Um, how does a relationship sour? Between hitting coach and players, where where does the breakdown begin and end for you? Well, um, it, that that's not always why a guy gets fired. But but I want to answer your question. Uh, uh, when a, when a hitter uh, feels like you know, some sometimes, and that's where the babysitting comes in. Sometimes mm-hmm. the players. You know, I'm in a slump, and 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 you haven't gotten me out of it, and and I want to work with somebody else. Mm-hmm. You know, when they get like that, uh, it's it's up to the organization, there's some higher ups to to kind of straighten that that hitter out if if he thinks this hitting coach is doing the job that he ought to be doing. But but there's so many instances there where where players just they just sour on you just because they they're they're not <laughs> getting it done. Yeah. But 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 the real good hitters, they make the statements in the paper. Listen, nobody's up at the plate but me, and right. and I'm I'm responsible for this, you know. And, and but that goes on and on, and I, and and your your point is well taken. That's why hitting coaches get fired so much. Yeah, it's 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 just like just just the one coaching job that 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 that's a like a musical chairs, you know, and and. And it's really sometimes it's not fair, and sometimes it is. You know, you know, it's, each situation is different. But I know what Chili Davis. <laughs> there isn't a more knowledgeable hitting guy. I mean, he was a hitting coach when he was hitting mm. because when he was playing. I mean, he 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 had a real good understanding of of of, of hitting approach and and what it means to be a, a good hitter. I mean, so uh, but but these relationships. Uh, they they mean everything because the players are number one. The players, if they're not happy, man, you, yeah. you if they're not happy, you you can forget it. And 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 that so the guy they they can't fire all those hitters. <laughs> right, right. They, they can fire that coach and and get somebody in there that that they hope will will 
improve the situation, but sometimes that's not the case. Chris, how much do the personal coaches that players employ in the offseason get in the way of what you or an organization is trying to do? I mentioned earlier, you know, the hitters, hitters get paid when they hit, so there's an individual element to this. But there are also organizations, you know, the coaches, the organizations hire coaches kind of share a philosophy up and down throughout the minor leagues. So when a guy goes home in the offseason and starts training with somebody who's outside the organization, might be teaching different philosophies altogether, how much does that disrupt what you're trying to build with a player? It, it really can um, be a huge influence, but... Uh, like I had said before, communication is huge. I had a player in Seattle that that uh, had that very thing going on. He's got this guy who was his coach, and and I told him to bring bring him bring him to one of our sessions or something. I forgot how I did it, but I I ended up talking to the guy, you know, and and understanding what what they were doing. And and so once I did did that, you know, I think the player couldn't can uh, hold on to that, that, that you're willing to talk to whoever this hitting guru is helping him. You know, what, what are you guys doing? Because what is, what is the ultimate goal? The ultimate goal is for that hitter to be the best he can be. Yeah. And so, and so, um, you know, it, it's, it's not an easy thing to do because organizations do have hitting, hitting philosophies and hitting this and hitting that. But but uh, it's also important to know, you know, you know where he came from. Some of those players uh, have been hitting all their lives, and all of a sudden they get in pro ball, and 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 and, and they're having to conform to a, a whole other philosophy. Um, so that you know, you have to have room for for some of that, uh, especially if a player is is being successful. You have you have to find out where he came from before you know where he's going to go. All right. So when you watch the game now, what do you, I mean, what do you see with the approach? Um, hitting's gotten harder. Um, there are so many more people who, and I, and it's not so much about launch angle. That's a that's a catchy phrase, but there are players who who know that they have to hit the ball in the air to get hits nowadays more than hitting the ball on the ground. And I've heard that a lot over the course of the last seven or eight years, um, but. It, when you're watching this, what do you see, and how much of it is a product of the increased velocity that hitters face in every single at bat? Okay, uh, there's a lot said there. Yeah. But let me start with. I'll start with the velocity business. Uh, you know, 98 now is, is. It may not have been 98 when I played. You know, let's let's understand that. So they're, they're, they measure the speed of the pitches a lot different than they did when. When, when um, you know, early in, in the past. Uh-huh. So, so you know, and then and then the second thing is is that uh, a major league hitter has a certain bat speed. You know, they when 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 we played, we said the harder they throw, the, the further it's going to go. Yeah. So so here here here's what my my statement is about um, you know hitting the ball on the ground or hitting the ball in the air. I mean. They're, there's something in between there that's that's like a line drive, <laughs> right? You know? Right, right. Yeah. There, there, I mean, there's a certain consistency of of hitting the ball 
consistently on a line all the time. And power is, is nothing more than just a little lift of, 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 and I know they call that launch angle that, that gets that ball going somewhere. And the guys that are really strong, you know, they go further and, and whatever. So it, it's, it, there, there's a lot in between hitting the ball in the air mm-hmm. and hitting the ball on the ground, you know? Uh, so, so in, in your practice sessions and your, and in, in all of your drills and stuff, you know, you're practicing, making solid hard contact on a line all the time yeah and and that doesn't mean that you're a singles hitter it doesn't at all that's what and that's really where where i know if i was talking to somebody today they'd probably be like you're old school and and you're a punch and judy kind of a thought it's that that's really not it you're looking for consistency and when i when i come up you know we we wanted to be complete hitters you know, I, I want to hit for a high average, and I want to hit for power. Mm-hmm. And so there's a way to train to, to, to do all that. And then your your really strong power guys are going to show out, and then your real strong guys hit for high average shows out. But one one thing they're both doing in common is that they're both learning how, how to hit. You know, it's one thing to learn how to hit, and it's another thing to just, you know, swing for the fences all the time. Mm-hmm. And, and so... And so um, uh, so, so swinging for the fences is, is, is sort of like the last piece of the puzzle because you you got to learn you got to learn how to hit first and and that's that's sort of uh kind of the way i kind of have thought over things over, over the years what i see today is is um you know a strong emphasis on 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 power and i know that this shift and all this stuff that's going on mm-hmm. guys are guys are pulling the ball a lot um, but, but, but I also see some severe, uh, talented hitters. I mean, the, these guys are, are really strong. They're strong. They hit for a lot of power and, and, uh, but consistency is what you want. And, and, and one thing that I've done over the, over the years after I left the Yankees is, is I, I referred to, to that 90, I was there, as you know, 96, 2000. Mm-hmm. And so that included the O'Neill, Jeter, uh, you know, Tino and Bernie and um, uh, all those great hitters, um, they they worked as a team, you know, and they all had had sort of like uh, the same philosophy, as, uh, uh, especially with pitch selection. Uh, as you know, we used to we used to have a starting pitcher that had like yeah. a hundred pitchers in, in like three or four innings mm-hmm. be, be, because because the the major RBI home run uh, uh, power hitters had had plate discipline that was that was unreal and 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 that was you know O'Neill and and Bernie and Tino they they tried their best not to swing at bad pitches. But yet they were still aggressive uh, at, at strikes, and then then that's, uh, you know, I refer to that group all the time with uh, with with their approach to hitting because they all believed in it and they just did it, and it wasn't me. It was it was just, it was just they all they all kind of knew um, what what they wanted to do. They had a plan at the plate. Every, every time they knew they knew what location they wanted to hit they knew the pitcher so well that they knew what pitches to, to look for and what location to look for and yet they were still aggressive they they 
they didn't take pitches in order to have 10 pitch at bats. You know, that was, a, mm-hmm. that's another, that's another phrase, you know, why don't you have a 10 pitch at bat? It means you got to stand up. <laughs> It means you got to stand up there and take a few pitches and not be ready to hit. Yeah. But they were ready to hit every single pitch. And so, um, anyway, I, I, I can go on and on, I, but I'm just saying that, uh, there, there's a, there is a hitting approach that, that can make an attempt to combine good, solid, uh, fundamental hitting with, uh, and, and then, and then that power, if you've got power, it's, it's going to show. Those, uh, those guys you mentioned, they make the job fun, don't they? Yeah, they yeah they made my job. I mean, I mean those guys believe that they were in the cage a lot, and, and and what they worked on in the cage is just it was just so great. I mean, they they were hard workers, and 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 they were so unselfish. I'm t- I'm, I'm telling you, when men are in scoring position, if they didn't get a, a good pitch to hit, it it was a walk. Mm-hmm. Every you know, and not every time you know everybody strikes out. You you it's always that, but. But there was a strong attempt to uh, not only uh, come in with a clutch hit, but 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 a clutch at bat. If if you, if you don't get pitches that you can handle that you can hit, then then you 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 usually ended up with a walk. Mm-hmm. You know, and and that doesn't mean that you're standing up there, you know, waiting for pitches. You know, and, and you're not ready to hit. Every time there was a pitch down the middle, there there would be an aggressive swing at it. So. Um, but our our guys did that so well. They 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 were tremendous, and that's really the secret of their success from from a hitting standpoint. Chris, one of the things that's changed a lot is the number of times a hitter gets to face a pitcher. When you played, you were pretty much guaranteed the starting pitcher was going to you know you were going to see him four times, um, and even when you coached, at least three times uh, as you know bullpens became more prevalent. That's uh, that changed a little bit, and now it's changed a lot. Uh, I remember Giancarlo Stanton saying a couple of years ago that you know every time you see a pitcher, he he runs out of ways to get you out. How much is that a factor in what you see nowadays when a hitter doesn't get a chance to measure a pitcher throughout the course of a game the way that he used to? Yeah, yeah, you're right about that, and and also the. You know the way you're being pitched, and because hit, you know, pitchers have different ways of trying to get you out. Um, there, there's a lot to that. Um, but, but if you're if you're on certain fundamentals, if, if there, you know, I'll, I'll just give you a, a, a minor example of, you know, because I, I wasn't a home run hitter myself. Mm. But, but when when I want to answer questions, sometimes I try to sneak into myself and see what. What, what what happened with me, you know, is my, my career, I didn't hit a lot of home runs, but uh, there was a point in my career where I found out my, my, uh, some hitting locations that, that, that I, that I powered balls and when, when a ball was in a certain zone and, and it, it wouldn't be matter. It wouldn't matter who's pitching that, that if a ball was hitting that zone that I, that I could really get a good, not only a good swing, but, if I connected, it would it would be a power swing, and for me it was down and in. So I I, I had that kind of like down and in mm-hmm. uh, philosophy of, of of location. So and it, it, what what you're saying about the different pitchers is very important. That's true. You know, pitchers are different, and this and that. But but there's something about you that doesn't change. 
Mm-hmm. You know, you you you're a hitter that that can hit this, or or you're better at this location, or you're or you're or this speed, or you know, and and if you're and if you're picking out the right pitches, and you concentrate on location, it don't matter who's on the mound mm-hmm. Be, because you. Be, and when a hitter is, and you heard this phrase also, when you're locked in like that, yeah, it don't matter who's pitching because you <laughs> you know you know your location, you know. And you're not swinging the bad balls, you know all those sliders that are that are so hard to lay off of. You lay off every one of them, you know that kind of thing. When you're when you're in that mode, uh, in my opinion, the, 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 who's on the mound doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. So you have to be more locked into what you do best rather than trying to uh, figure out all these different pitchers and, and their sinkers and the, the movement that they have. You know, if if you're locked in on, on what what's best for you then 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 you can ignore all the rest of that stuff chris i got one more for you um i want to know kind of the mind of a hitting coach when the team is going bad and i'll throw a couple of different things at you here you go through a week let's say and in the course of that week the team is struggling to hit top to bottom you have one game let's see maybe where you were held to four hits another game where you know, you punched out 13 times another game maybe two more games where you left 10 12 men on base including bases loaded a few times and that hit with runners in scoring position seems to elude you uh, and the team goes two and five and fans are unhappy Players are unhappy. Uh, in your case, when you're with the Yankees, the owner is unhappy. What's a hitting coach do? What does he feel like when he leaves the park that night and puts his head on the pillow? I know. That's, that ain't easy, I know. Um, well, um, it depends on how things are happening. Um, uh, I, know, I know that it's, it's just kind of a broad statement, but I, I would say that um, uh, – you know, you're not you're not gonna you you've got to take it one player at a time anyway. You, you, you're not gonna you're not gonna just turn things around. Sometimes, um, when when things get where where everybody is doing like you're saying, everybody's having a rough time. And this is something you and you've heard this story before. You know, Billy Martin. Yeah. One time he just. He just took every player because you know those are your players, right? I mean, it's, <laughs> it's not like it's not like you're going to bring up a whole new team. Yeah, and 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 so he he, he just mixed everybody's name in a hat and and he put and he put the lineup up and 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 you know we all of a sudden we started scoring runs and and, <laughs> and, and that's where that mental thing can 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 come around, you know, where oh boy, I guess it doesn't matter if I'm on the fourth hitter or not. I'm you know, I'm, I'm in the lineup. I'm on the field. I was, and all of a sudden, you relax, and then and then your your talent comes out, and you start tearing the ball up. Uh, those those things can happen. And I know, and I know, managers have all managers have faced that. You know, and and the other part of it is that I don't. I haven't been around any team that that what you just said doesn't happen to. I mean, you're playing you're playing all these games, 162 games. It's like April's averages, right? Yeah, and, and they're they're showing right now, right? Yep. This is only May 11th, so April is the worst time to look at anybody's batting average because because somebody's going to be hitting 180 or something. You know, it's just it's just the reality of. But you got to look at their lifetime average. You know, over over time, you know, 
those, those guys are talented and they're, and they're, and they're going to come out of it. But, but if it gets to be some mental, uh, you know, why aren't you hitting? And, and I know with social media and, and, uh, and the, the attention that these guys get every, every 0 for 0 for 5 0 for 10 or something is is like it feels like you you you're having a terrible season mm-hmm. and and all of us have gone 1 for 12 or something we've all done that and and you you just you just have to work your way out of it and so if you can relate as a hitting coach if you can relate that to your players you know we're going to come out of it you know we got to maybe do something to relax them maybe just you know, there there are all kinds of ways to try to do that. Just get their mind off of it. Number that 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 can really do it. <laughs> it w- and I used to tell do this at the minor leagues uh, when 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 kids weren't hitting, and then they'd mope onto the field and 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 you could see it defensively the way they're standing out there and they're and they're you can tell they're they're like over ten out on the field, and they're not even thinking about the rest of the game. He said, "Well, why don't you get your mind on on defense a little bit, you know, <laughs> and 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 not and not hitting all the time." And I know what you just said to me, you know, where well we get paid because we hit. Well, boy, that's that 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 can be too much pressure on on somebody, mm-hmm. you know. Why, why don't why don't you think about uh, making a play out there and 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 getting your mind off of, off of it, and so so that maybe the best of your hitting can come out. Because you've done all the studying, you've done all this, you know, and all that. You can you can overload yourself with uh, with thinking too much about it. So sometimes you get your mind off it, and that's what Billy Martin was doing that one time. I'm going to get their minds off of you know where they're hitting. So because I know I was a, a beneficiary of that. I hit eighth that time. <laughs> right? He had me at eighth. I must have drove in. I must have drove in seven runs that day. <laughs> Guys are on pace all the time. I was, I was, I was hitting everything. That's and, fantastic. And, and, and sometimes uh, those kind of things just relax you, you know. And then that's you. You gotta, you gotta get back to fundamental. Fundamentals are hard to, to, to hold on to, especially when people are, are, are criticizing you, and you're in the paper saying you're, you're terrible. You're not doing so good. You know you. You, you've you've got to have uh, an outlet, and and uh, that humor, and and you know this about our teams. <laughs> we 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 had a ball. We we, we if, it, if you were in a slump, you know somebody would be, you know, saying something funny about you or, or, or getting on you and, and and try to relax you a little bit. I don't know how much of that goes on because I'm not down there, but mm. um, it's important to uh, not take yourself too seriously out there. My thanks again to Chris Chambliss, who actually batted eighth for nearly a week after Billy Martin's lineup out of a hat incident in 1977. Chambliss drove in five runs in one game and six runs in another, raising his batting average more than 60 points, while the Yankees won six in a row on their way to 100 wins and the franchise's first World Series championship in 15 years. If you're new here, please check out the 30 with Murdy archive. My recent conversations have included recently retired Neil Walker for an interesting look back on how the game changed over the course of his 12-year career. Also, Pirates great Dave Parker, who talks about his life, his battle with Parkinson's, and his new book, Cobra. Go to Odyssey, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure to hit subscribe and review and all that jazz. And until next time, I'm Sweeney Murdy. Thanks for listening. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, 
There's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.